0: Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Job Pod by Begin and Discover with me, Sam Winwood. Thank you very much for joining us. Today, we are talking to the lovely Max Markham, who is currently on the DHL grad scheme. If you don't know much about DHL, they're a global logistics firm. Uh, So if you have an interest in supply chain, this is definitely the one for you. At the moment, Max splits his time between accountancy and logistics, so he gives a good overview of both. Uh, really hope you enjoy it. I think it's super, super insightful. And for any graduate out there looking to get into logistics, this is super, super helpful. So hope you enjoy. Let us know your thoughts at the end. Cheers. Hey Max how you doing mate? Yeah very well thank you very
1: well.
0: You alright? <laughs> yeah yeah very well thanks thanks for joining me dude. So um, my lovely nan Doris has walked into the room and you sit down and she goes Max what do you do? Can you explain to me in 30 seconds what you do please?
1: Firstly <laughs> <laughs> I'd give Doris a kiss on the cheek. Ah oh, so. sweetheart. Um, but then yeah so I'm, I'm currently on the, the DHL grad scheme. i coming to the end of my like, three years. And the way it's worked is, I've had three years in three different logistics industries. Right. Um, so I've spent a year in the drinks industry, a year in automotive, and now a year in retail. Um, and day to day, I do the accounting behind those logistics transactions. So the products are like warehouse and transport are the primary sort of deliverables, um, and all the costs associated with with those. Um, charging customers. Um, coming up with cost-saving ideas, strat- strategic, like pipelines, business partnering, the operation, so that they know what their costs are, yep. that the accounts are in order, um, we're compliant, yep. um, pass the audits, and then the value-add piece is where can we make savings, where can we take the business, how yep. can we grow?
0: Cool. All right. So tell me the story then, mate. How did you fall into this? Was this something you set out to do or you went on a Yeah, audit? it was a weird one. It was
1: very... Yeah, very side to side. Yeah. Um, I think before I went to uni, I tried to experience as many uh industries as possible. So I did a bit of, like teaching uh, like during my gap year, a bit of sales, um, tried to do a bit of accountancy through work experience. Yeah. Um, and then so did economics at uni, um, because it's probably my favorite subject at A level. Mm-hmm. Um so just like seeing the way things work from a from a business all the way up to like global. Yeah. Um, from there, did a placement year in banking, um, which was good and eye-opening. And then came back to uni and decided, don't know if banking's for me, but I, again, I want to see as much as the like, different industries as possible. So it almost naturally fell to logistics. I could see all the different industries in one sort of three-year block. It's quite natural when you come to the end of uni. I'm sure quite a lot of people do sort of scatter your CV around. Yeah. Um, and sort of got lucky um, with a few logistics companies um, that I got to like, interview an assessment centre for, um, yeah. which almost built me up into um, like logistics. Yeah. I got to know the sort of like the wording and the, the language of the trade.
0: Yeah. By like,
1: talking to people and other people in that industry.
0: Mm. Okay, cool. So talk to me about what you enjoy most
1: about it. I think it's the the people you can. I can feel that everyone's there for a purpose. So you know, like for example, if we're transporting, for example, like red really topical now, like pharmaceuticals, you know that you've got to get like your blood on time to the operation. As an example, that oh. we transport around. Um, so there's a real like why. And if we mess up, it has a massive impact on the end consumer as well as like the customer in between. So even though yeah, you might order something online, it's gonna be bad image on the company you order from not the logistics provider necessarily
0: yeah
1: uh, there's a real yeah real sense of why and purpose and team behind it okay um i'm a big fan of like problem solving yeah um so things and like always go wrong yeah um, <laughs> um so yeah it's almost like quite quick thinking on your feet um how are we going to solve this and as well it's, it's ever changing as well i think you can never sit still and a couple of the industries that I've been in, like drinks, has gone through a massive change, going from like barrels to bottles. The automotive industry has gone from big diesels to electric. Yep. And now retail is just on, like, happening as well. So yeah, there's loads going on, loads of interesting stuff. It can be very easy, I think, to get into oh, logistics. Oh, I can see, oh, you know, get stuck behind the numbers, stuck behind your desk. But I think I'm an advocate of if you can go out and see the business, see the operation, you've yeah, you got that understanding. So... Part of logistics accountancy for me is not getting lost in Excel. Yeah, um, which is quite a big part of it, to be fair.
0: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, what's the divide at the moment between logistics and accountancy? Um,
1: it's sort of the accountancy side's on like, uh, so it's management accounting, I should say, as opposed right. to ACCA. But you can choose ACCA, ACC, and SEMA, and they're both um, accountancy, chartered management, and I'm not sure, chartered accountant. I think but right. the management side. Is the one I think if you go into big corporates, they'll push for that. Unless you go accounting specific, like your PwCs and your Big Four, okay. or like private practice would push push ACCA. And I think the only difference um, they're quite transferable. The ACCA is a bit more technical, I think, and a bit more financial accounting, a bit more balance sheet focused. Whereas CIMA is quite management and quite strategic. And I think a bit more closer to numbers.
0: Yeah. Which, so which one are you doing? Seema. Uh, right?
1: Seema at the minute. Okay, cool. Uh, and that. it's a long old slog, let me, let me tell you. If, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, can you tell
1: me like, how it's all gone? It's a, good, it's a good three years of your life. So it's a big, a big commitment. I think in hindsight, if I'd done accountancy at uni, you get exemptions and you can start a bit further up the, the ladder. Right. Um, but it's actually a, a push now, I think, from talking to a few of the graduates, sort of first and second year, Mm. They're not taking on like financial degrees as much. So I think we've got like French people who did French at uni, history, uh, chemistry. Like you don't have to necessarily be an accountant to, or like be number focused yeah. to go.
0: Okay, <laughs> it sounds like maybe they're trying to up their diversity anyway. You know, if, if you know. Yeah, I think
1: so. And I think um, I imagine getting to the end of my three years, becoming qualified, and you've almost you've done the fundamentals, you've done the basics, and you almost then don't have to use. It's obviously very helpful but you don't use it in your day-to-day you almost become a bit of a, a salesman I think so you mm-hmm. can pick up a set of accounts and talk the lingo and
0: yeah okay mate so tell me um, about the structure and the different departments within DHL
1: I don't think I realized before joining how big a company it is and they say they're global I think they're in like 220 countries worldwide how many employees do they have uh, I think it's half a million globally <sighs> Flippin heck. Um, Wow. And that's across all the different divisions. So I think there's supply chain, um, express, which is your parcels, um, freight and shipping, and then all the other good um, like support functions. So there's like treasury and corporate. Um, like I think you can even get into like, what's it called? Foreign exchange. Mm. Like there's, there's so much you can get into. Like there's wow. not on the face. Um, I think. And then, yeah starting i think from grad schemes there's obviously finance I think there's hr there's an it um and then there's also like the 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 core of it is the operation um but i know there's a big push there's a charity actually the dhl foundation they go out to schools um because i don't think many people know about logistics and if you talk Mm. to someone just finishing school hardly anyone's going to say i want to be a warehouse picker or a lorry driver these days or uh, so I think it's a it's a bit of a dying dying trade.
0: If your department, for example, you work with one specific retailer at the moment, and then yeah. what what are the different roles within side inside your department? If that makes sense. So you've got yeah. you, like what does your boss do? What does do you have people below you, etc.?
1: Yeah, yeah. So in our sort of finance hierarchy, um, CFO down, <laughs> it's quite it's quite a good in the sense that. There is a hierarchy, but it's, it's flat. So everyone's really approachable, which I think yeah, okay. I'd recommend, um, for like a company you look for, like the culture is quite important. I think that's a good match. Uh, so in the media team, you'd have like finance analysts, um, who are doing the day to day, like raising purchase orders and invoices, um, checking payroll, um, everything that a, a warehouse site needs to run would go through like the analysts, like transactionally. Okay. Um, Build into like an it's called an assistant finance manager into finance manager. Um, So you look after you get given a pot of money basically, um, like a budget. Um, And again, you'd run the site with the operator, making sure that he sticks to his budget. Yeah. Um, Again, it's quite quite top down. So they'd say, "Here's your two million to run the site for this year. You've got to stick to that. Come up with some cost saving ideas. um, Work with the customer in there to." Um, to grow Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there so within that as well there's site finance and central finance Um, and the central finance side is like a DHL head office sort of role that you'd be in touch with like auditors compliance making sure you're doing what you're doing and there's quite a lot of um, training internally on um, what's it called like whistleblowing oh right yeah which I think you have to be in any industry now is quite um, transparent and open with what you're doing. Definitely. Um, um, There's project roles as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's like finance support needed to do certain aspects. I'm just trying to think of a project. It might be like, um, we've got a new customer that wants a site or wants a a good examples. I think like
0: big retail brand. We're not allowed
1: to say came to us and said, we want you to set up our um, logistics in Ireland. So go away. We've got three warehouses. This amount of transport. This is the volume we're expecting. Wow. We have like different finance sources for that. Um, there's almost also investment guys um, who will sit on. Okay, we need nine thousand lorries next year. Where where can we go and source those from? Um, and then business cases as well. So yeah, it's always it's like, like linking in with sales almost.
0: There's just uh, so. It so many, sounds like there's so many roles. There's I
1: mean, So many roles. A, yeah, so company many.
0: of half a million people. I can expect there's going to be a lot. <laughs> I guess and we'll just pick, pick a little segment of it, but yeah.
1: No, definitely. and they're just all in the like vicinity of like one site really. There's so much more you really? can go on, um, and it it depends. I think the way you progress, I think, as a finance person within like a big logistics company, is you get your pot of money, and you you grow and grow and grow. So all of a sudden, you can be looking after millions and millions and however many sites and different customers. Um,
0: Wow. So, how, how many, where are you up to now? Uh, nearing, nearing three years. Oh, are you three years now?
1: Yeah, you are. Three years. Yeah, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. Um, so, my first year, yeah, was with a company called Trade Team, which is a subsidiary of DHL, mm-hmm. um, working with customers like
0: Big Alcohol brand, we're not allowed to say. And another big alcohol brand, we're not allowed to say.
1: Cool. Um, so we, yeah, got a UK network that delivers kegs to beers, pubs, restaurants, clubs. Stadiums, um, and first year it was just like learning the ropes, so it's quite a lot of re- like central reporting, yeah. um, profit and loss analysis, volumes, um, and then the so the highlight of that year was, um, again, sit like sitting with the pickers, going out with the drivers, um, and I managed to find or help discover like a three three million cost saving initiative just by changing some plans around. So, the driver, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: well. just casual,
1: wow. <laughs> Quite cool. So, yeah, I went and sat with a driver at um, the Gloucester depot. I think on a Wednesday, and he was saying how he'd passed the same pubs on a Monday. Um, so it's almost. And then I think they went back and like fed back and higher up. They went and arranged the plan and sorted out so that obviously all the pubs want their deliveries as close to Friday, Saturday trade as possible. Yeah. So the first them in the week, the better it works. That like helps us out down the line. Wow. So I didn't really have a pot to look after itself um first year um and then second year it was quite a bit of baptism of fire yeah a little bit it was um working with
0: big automotive brand we can't say bring all their parts from across the
1: world into somewhere in england and then build their products um yeah. i've got given like a two million two million pot to look after and someone to report into and i think this is where culture within logistics is quite important because depending on the company you sort of aligned to you almost adopt that culture um so it was quite i know one and it's quite um it was quite hard in my second year because it was almost like a bit old school birmingham a bit automotive a bit dog eat dog like who could shout the loudest yeah uh, at the time it was it was tough but coming out of it i think um like i'm so grateful and thankful for the for the experience see so yeah, it had like I had two million um it wasn't it was two million, but it was quite, they call it wooden dollars, right. um, which is like internal DHL trading. Oh. Um, so, like, we'd use, um, I don't know, DHL Netherlands to ship in some parts, and we do like internal business transactions and things. Um, so, yeah, internal, but still a pot. And then this year, um, I'm with very large retail brand doing retail um, across Europe. So we do their logistics in the UK, Germany, Poland, Austria, and Czech Republic, I think, for the five. Um, wow. Yeah, which is, which is quite cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I look after, um, currently, I think it's like 200, 250,000 spend, which is quite cool. Um, it's going up to three and a half million as of September. So I'm moving again to pharmaceuticals. Oh, wow. Which is quite cool. So working with companies, I think called
0: a big pharmaceutical
1: brand. Um, yeah. They do like f-
0: pharmaceutical stuff,
1: which is quite cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, okay. I,
1: this, I suppose this is like really high level, but I haven't really got into like what I do day to day.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like what is the
1: accounting <laughs> side of it? The accounting yeah. parts like mundane, not mundane, but it's slightly more, you need to know what's going on to then go and like implement in the real world.
0: Yeah. I guess that's probably why you enjoy it so much. It's not just numbers on the screen. You're actually implementing it into reality, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, sorry. Go into the day-to-day. <laughs> yeah,
1: day-to-day. So, um, so, yeah, SEMA and like, management accountants almost work on a monthly cycle. So mm-hmm. um, the last week and the first week of the month are the, almost the busy panic periods. Excuse me. Um, so it's when, and I don't know if it happens at all companies, but it's when the accounts open, basically. Yeah. Um, and you can start doing your, they call them journals. Um, so you're putting in costs and revenue and um, accrual accounting, and you can get quite technical quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, but all those two weeks are what's in the accounts, what, where do we think we're going to come out, what do we think the customer's spent, how's DHL's like profit looking. I'm trying to think, and it's like it's understanding what sort of data flows as well is quite important. So there's a big like digitalization topic of the minute behind our systems that are so out of date. Mm. Um, so trying to understand where the finances come from. Um, if it's like payroll and um, it's like systems that you can swipe in and out of um, sites, there's what else? Yeah, purchase orders if you need whatever a site needs to run basically. Yeah. So all the way down to like Paying your electricity bill, water bill—it's um, just like running a running a home, really. But with, <laughs> with a with home, <laughs> and then yeah, almost one. So once I think trading, they call it trading, closes I think by like working day three of every month, and then you've got the rest of the that week into working day ten to do all your. We're all compliant. We've done like some reconciliations to show that what's in the accounts so is we can pass the audit. Um, and report the numbers all the way up, yep. um, which is quite cool. Um, and then the middle two weeks of the month of that value add stuff. So um, what projects can I get involved in? What, where can we save money? Where can we grow? Um, Who do you think
0: this is right for?
1: Yeah, good question. I think um, they do quite a lot of um, psychometrics. within. Ah. I don't know if it's all, all logistics companies. And it, it messed me up the first time. Because they try and they almost know you better than you know yourself. I <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up going around in circles trying, and they tell you like how you best, how you get the most out of people, and how you, um, how you can wind people up, and how what makes you tick, basically. Yeah, and I spent ages trying to figure out like how do I react to huh, like someone who's being really bullish, or how, and in the end, I think it's just be yourself. Yeah, um, I'd say it it attracts. Um. All sorts, all sorts. Accounting in general, I think, stereotypically, it's quite a like boxy, numbers, mathsy type of person. Um, but I think there's a trend towards actually, that's the basics. We want a bit more creative and a bit more flair behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as i was saying, yeah, like the, the doesn't have to be a. Is it BSc? It's all like the mathsy ones, like BAs? I think is so the one when you go to uni and stuff. Um, I think as long as you've, you've got a passion for, like, wanting things, being adapted to change is really important because it's an industry that doesn't sit still. Yeah. Um, I think being open and honest with what you want from a grad scheme, what you want from a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also say as well, so the grad scheme itself, while I've been on it, has been through big changes. Um, right. So initially it was, a, you're here for three years, we can send you anywhere we want in the UK. Um, and you've got to qualify in that time. Okay. Which I think is quite a lot of, um, like, you don't have to go to uni, basically, but I think they offer, you can do a degree with DHL. And I think now the added benefit of the apprenticeship is you get 20% like study time a week, basically. So a day a week goes off to like get your oh. qualification done, which is, which is good. So if, yeah, it doesn't have to be DHL, but I'd look for that support, yeah. I think, and that sort of safety net, I think, within a grant scheme. Yeah. Um, but like, I think getting the right balance between I'm a graduate and seeing as much of the business as possible and having some real responsibility and saying, I own this, um, this is what I delivered, um, look at me sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I was going to um, kind of, I guess that leads me nicely into my other question, which is the best advice for anybody considering going to either accountancy or logistics and supply chain?
1: I think. Um, Accountancy, I'm trying to think, depends what age you are. Right. Um, if you're if you're still at uni, still at school, um, the weeks like work experience in like a private accountancy firm for me was was a good insight into what a private practice does or like the yeah, why it's needed, um, yeah, the regulations behind it and all the it sort of comes with as a building block. Like financial advice, um, like tax audit, like leads into so many feeder industries, yeah. um, and then logistics. Um, it's a weird one. I think naturally everyone for, you like forget about it, but without it, the, the world wouldn't function. Um, yeah. But in order to sort of how to get into it, it's just showing when you get to like assessment center and you get through the interview, showing that you've had like different experiences.
0: How much research did you do going into a logistics firm? Because obviously DHL is huge. I think everybody knows that logo with their yellow trucks and stuff. But yeah, right. You, you could go Royal Mail. You could go um, what's Eddie Stobart? All of that stuff like that, mass, all um, huge logistics companies. Would you recommend somebody doing their own research?
1: Um, yes, you know, definitely. I think um, I was under. I think the other big one. Is Kuna Nagel when I was applying. It was quite a big. Um, I think it's a Dutch company, but yeah, you can start on any scale really. Like you can have your local transport people, uh, like you say, Eddie Stobart's, all yeah. the way up to. Um, I think it's just understanding what you're applying for because there are so many different roles within a logistics company. Um, yeah. So yeah, understand the real role, the day to day like responsibilities. Um, I was a bit cheeky in the sense that knowing that DHL was the, the biggest and the most, oh, I, I wouldn't say it. it could be the best. It's the only one I've worked for. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> um, I can be biased. Um, yeah. But I think applying for the other ones and going through the process of what they're looking for um, and not being successful helps me get, know what they were looking for when I came like, next time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I think it's just, and then understanding commercials as well. So I'm a big believer in going beyond just the About page on the on like the website. It's great, obviously, if you know people that work for, work for them. Um, but it's, I don't think it's all about that these days. If you've got a bit of character and a bit of something about you, um, like willing to learn, I think it's a lot more, they pick the personality, I think, and your character, and the rest they can teach you. I don't, you don't have to go in and know it all straight away.
0: It's getting your foot in the door, I guess.
1: I'm trying to think what I did like during uni it was like placement year like a bit of like student jobs like I think I was making sandwiches for the, <laughs> like, the Plymouth Canteen and yeah uh, giving like tours of the uni and just, anything that just shows that you're going out your comfort zone to sort of make a bit of an effort I think mm-hmm. and even if you don't have to do that I remember like trying to when I was going into banking um, and they were talking about so hard to get experience without getting experience or sort of dev like it's a vicious cycle of you can't get experience without experience. Yeah. Um, and there's even like little projects. Like, I think if you could show that you made like a couple of trades from home, if it went good or bad, it doesn't matter. Just to show that you are
0: got an interest. Yeah. You've got an
1: interest and you can talk about it. Yeah. I'd recommend like following a, following a product. If you order something off Amazon, um, you know, it appears on your front doorstep, but it's probably traveled hundreds of miles.
0: Yeah. I guess it's just going above and beyond the typical route as well um you, there's so much information out there I, I i like to think when somebody's applying for a job twitter is mass for big companies twitter they love twitter and twi- their twitter feed is usually very up to date and current and that, the stuff won't be on their website um so anybody i talk to in recruitment that i always say go and check out their twitter because they're probably it's probably all up to date um that's good okay mate so what advice would you give your younger self? Would you change anything uh,
1: Good question, good question very philosophical Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wouldn't I change anything I think I'd be a bit more firmer in sort of what and what i didn't didn't get up to. I think it's really easy on a grad scheme, and I think everyone everyone has a tendency to like want to please and want to get on and put in long hours um I think. That's all well and good, but almost what for? So, I don't, I, if I was doing it again, I think it'd be really important to take like self-reflection a bit more, like a bit more regularly. Like, is this is this beneficial? Am I learning something? Um, you, and don't be afraid to ask big questions to like your bosses and your boss, bosses' bosses. Um, I think like almost if almost be a bit selfish in the sense that if I'm not going to learn from it um like obviously show that you're willing to put in the hours and put in the effort but if you're not going to learn from it why why am i here sort of thing yeah um and i think there's a want to yeah don't don't get bogged down um and i think it's really important these days in a career that like the years of a, a 20-year career are, are over i think um in that, as that said that the same that, saying that you talk talked to a lot of people at DHL as an example, and I think it's logistics in general. They've been in the industry for like 20, 30 years, but I think, it was, as we were saying earlier, there's so many different jobs within that, you can always keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really helped early on in my career, just having like three or four different jobs mm. in the space of like a year per job. Um, other than that, I think if I'm brutally honest with myself, I probably got bogged down in the work. I think probably taking it a bit too seriously not too seriously, I'd say. Um, go, I go and say get involved with the grad socials, and go and get involved with. Um, I think, because it's like networking, building um, foundations, basically. That's
0: good advice. Uh, really good advice. But thanks, mate. Appreciate that. No, no a, you know, thanks
1: for giving me a tap on the shoulder. Thanks so much
0: for tuning into that, guys. That was Max Markham, currently on the DHL grad scheme. Uh, super insightful, as per. All the links, all the descriptions, etc. All the stuff that we chatted about in this podcast will be in the description. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, do all that social stuff for us and pass it on to your friends who may be in limbo. And if you want to get in touch, please drop me a note. It's sam at beginningdiscover.com and I'll happily get back to you. Thanks again. Cheers.